irreverent, entertaining, cool. You are listening to LA Talk Radio. We say what we want. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and Barry Deutsch. Only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. My name is Brad Remillard. Uh, I am one of the partners with Impact Hiring Solutions, and I'm here with my partner today, Barry Deutsch. Uh, you're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions Live. Uh, Impact Hiring Solutions is, at a very high level, a hiring solutions company. And we provide a variety of services and products all around providing solutions to hiring. And that may be from a company's perspective. We provide solutions around executive search. We provide solutions for webinars to help you improve your hiring methodology and hiring process. We provide products if you want to do it yourself and improve how you source candidates, improve your interviewing, improve how you follow up after the interview. We provide all those products from our books to help you have a successful hiring process, whether it's from us as an executive recruiters or you are you don't need an executive recruiter for this particular search that you have open, but you want to make sure you bring the best talent to the to the table. And we also provide similar solutions to candidates out there looking for jobs. Uh, to make a great hire, you got to have both a job and a candidate. And so from a candidate perspective, we have a webinar coming up this Friday uh, to provide solutions on resumes and cover letters. We have a wealth of free information on our web uh, website, including all of our past radio programs. We have a number of downloads of a free sample cover letter you can get, a uh, matrix to make sure you're uh, assessing your LinkedIn profile. We even have a matrix there to assess your job search. So we provide a wealth of information to candidates and hiring managers both to improve that hiring process. And that's really what Impact Hiring Solutions is all about. And every Monday from 11 to noon, we talk about those issues and try and bring solutions and uh, help to you. And then we post these up on our website. So if you missed one, you can go back and uh, under our audio library, uh, you'll see if you're a hiring manager or a candidate, You'll see all our past radio shows that are available to listen to or download, uh, and this one will be posted up later this week. If you'd like to participate, you can also do that. Uh, you can give us a call directly at 818-602-4929, 818-602-4929, and you can participate in the show. You can come in. You can tell us about your issues. Uh, you've got two very experienced recruiters with between the two of us, uh, over 50 years of experience, having dealt with uh, all the issues you're dealing with, and we're here to help you. Today is an interesting topic that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the pain associated with cover letters and with uh, resumes. If you're in an environment where you can't talk, that's okay, too. Uh, if you have a problem or an issue or a, some pain that you're going through with your cover letter or resume, you can send us an email. To info at impacthiringsolutions.com, and we'll do our best to read your email while we're on the air and try and address your problem so you can hear us the answer uh, live through the radio uh, on LA Talk Radio. So that's how we try and engage you and try and help you and, and do our very best to make sure that uh, 
we engage you. Today, we're going to talk about the pain of cover letters. Things like, do you even need a cover letter? Does anybody read a cover letter? Do recruiters want a cover letter? What do hiring managers in HR tell us of the thousands of people Barry and I have interfaced with? What do they tell us about those cover letters? They likes, their dislikes. Do they tell us they read them? And then what kind of feedback do we get firsthand from the thousands of hiring managers that Barry and I have presented resumes to as we've done a search and gone out, sat with the client and said, well, let's go over these resumes. What do those CEOs, VPs of HRs, key executives tell us? What kind of questions do they ask us about resumes? And then, of course, we're recruiters. What do we think about resumes and how can that be helpful to you? Barry, any comments about what we want want to cover on the show and kind of bring some of those ideas of things we hear about so they can address those issues? Let's sort of set the stage for this. Um, Over the past few weeks, let's step back even further. Let's let's just establish a little bit of credibility here of why Brad and I are even qualified to be talking on this subject. First, Brad and I have been doing, each of us have been doing executive search together, hard to believe, probably longer than we've both been married almost, 25 plus years. That's 50 some years of experience. We've probably worked on over a thousand executive search assignments above the 100K level in that period of time. We've each phone interviewed, physically interviewed, met candidates. I'm going to guess over that period of time, each of us in excess of 100,000. We've trained probably on a worldwide basis 30,000-plus hiring managers and executives how to do a better job of screening resumes, writing ads, attracting candidates, evaluating people. We've written a best-selling book on this subject. We're one of the top speakers in a CEO president-level organization known as Vistage International. We speak before YPO, an entrepreneur's organization, lots of other uh, companies and organizations around CEOs, presidents that constantly are hiring people. So there's just a little bit of credibility and and I guess what we might call the bona fides that we bring to the table to have this discussion. All right, so we've been we've been blogging, we've been writing some discussion points and LinkedIn on some of the different groups we belong to, and we have generated a massive outpouring of controversy around the subject of writing specific cover letters and customizing your resume towards the kind of role you're applying to. Yeah, Barry, and, can I jump in a minute? Please. Yeah, because you – I really think we need to talk about – make sure that people realize the controversy issue because it's fair to say that from the two blogs that you and I have written, I wrote a blog called uh, How Recruiters Can Read a Resume in 10 Seconds. And you wrote one on Pet Peeves, I believe. Correct. Both of these articles are available on our blog at impacthiringsolutions.com forward slash career blog. You can read them. And I I just want to bold, if you will, and underline the controversial comments we've gotten back from anger to support to frustration to uh, I don't even know other emotions to say. But I don't think we – in all the – we've probably written 200 blog articles. Barry, I don't know of any two that have generated 
more controversy, confusion, and somewhat contentment uh, than these two articles. I just wanted to throw that in there so people realize how controversial this topic really is. So here, let's talk about the two sides of this controversy a little bit. And, and this is what's, what's led us also – I mean Brad mentioned this a few minutes ago. We're going to do a webinar on this subject. We haven't done one of these in probably a year now, Brad, on this subject. At least a year, Barry. We're, we're gonna, we didn't we, think it was this controversial, so we just figured, why do it? So we put up a webinar. It's on how to get interviews using effective cover letters and resumes. Um, and if you follow us, we, we have a normal webinar we do, and you'll see the standard pricing for that. And you can see it under our candidate webinar section. But for the folks that are following us, our loyal job search community, and this would include folks like yourself that are listening to this radio program live, you follow us on Twitter, you read our blog postings, you've downloaded or bought something um, from us, you've, you've gotten one of our previous audio programs, whatever it is, you're in our job search LinkedIn group, discussion group, you're part of our community. We're going to make you a special offer where we're reducing not only the price of it by 50%, but we're also throwing in three or four other additional value items that literally boost double, triple the value of the program. It, it's, it's such an important issue that we've recognized that people are hungry for, how do I do this in my job search? How do I get better at it? How do I increase my resume response rate? So we decided to put that up. It's this Friday at, um, at 9 a.m. And uh, we'll mention it a few more times, and we'll give you the link to it. Um, but if you're following us on any of those other sources where you've probably heard of this radio show, LinkedIn, Twitter, our job search group, the blog, you'll see the link to go and use the coupon code to get the the uh, fee reduction. Brad, any thought or comment? No, I mean, I think to just let it you – know, I know I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I think they have to recognize that the reason we put this webinar together was because of all this controversy. Well, I don't think we knew that this much controversy was out there until we started receiving all this this information and feedback that we looked at and said, gosh, we need to, we need to do something and engage these people around this topic because it obviously is uh, a critical topic. So uh, we'll cover that today. I'm literally overwhelmed with responding to the comments of the discussion points in the various LinkedIn groups we belong to, the blog comments, and the emails that we've received. So, so let's frame up the issue. Here's the controversy. And, and, and this is a blog I actually just put up today titled, Why Bother Sending a Cover Letter? Okay, so, so the question is, do you send something that's customized for each job posting you reply to, whether you do it through your resume, you have four different resumes and you send a unique one to that kind of a job, you write something specific in your cover letter addressing the job posting, expectations, results, criteria, or do you just, here's the other side of the equation, feel it's not worth doing that and just fling your resume and cover letter in, sending it with a little email response when and I'll just give you an example of some of the ones that I've received. I have four active jobs up on LinkedIn for searches I'm doing, and I've got a couple uh, uh, both in the paid section of LinkedIn for job postings and in some of the different groups. Here's the vast majority of responses sound like this. Here's my resume. Please look at it. Some of them have even sent their resume and not even written anything. They've just sent their resume, and it's a blank email message. Some have written back and said, uh, please look at my resume. Here's my resume. 
please consider me for this position. And, and many of them haven't even included in the subject line what the job is they're responding to. I, I, and I got to tell you, I, I've now gotten thousands of resume responses. I'm basically just deleting the ones that are forcing me to open up their emails, open up their resumes, figure out what they're applying to. If the candidates can't take the time to at least include it in the subject line and don't give me a reason for wanting to call them as an employer, a human resource manager, a recruiter, it's going to be very difficult to, quote, break through the clutter. That, that is the basic controversy of do I just fling hundreds of resumes in, throw in as much as I can against the wall, hoping something will stick, knowing it's pretty much a numbers game and nothing I do will make any difference. Or do I apply to fewer jobs, customize my responses, recognizing that the more sophisticated, diligent companies will review that, and maybe my resume response rate will increase? Brad? Yeah, let me take an email, Barry, because it's coming in, just came in uh, uh, from, uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name, it looks like Gord, uh, from, uh, it looks like Chicago area, Um, and he writes, uh, I have heard that cover letters are ignored. They seem impersonal, uh, especially when done online. And, or should I? And if I do it, uh, if I'm by mail, basically, that should I do it on my own personal stationery? So his same thing we hear all the time, Barry. That uh, you know, cover letters are ignored. Do I put one with one online? If I put it online, and do I use my? If I mail it through snail mail. Do I use it in personal? So these are the kind of things we're getting, the questions we get all the time. Well, what I see as my own personal experience, and Brad, you know, after I finish, you can throw in your piece. What I see is I get a lot of standard letters. It looks like a form letter. It's, it's, it's sometimes not even addressed to me. It's, you know, to whom it may concern. And then, you know, it's just the standard letter that you, someone's sending out to every job posting they apply to. There's nothing specific in the cover letter why I should pick up the phone and want to call you as a candidate. Um, I'll give you a good example. Okay, so I posted these jobs, and I had very precise expectations and results. One of them is for an HR manager. And in, in that HR manager job posting, it said, you'll transfer a, a movement of a plant from one area to the other, probably in a very short period of time after hire a couple of hundred people, build a whole new culture, and transition meeting all the laws, regulations, and requirements from the previous plant facility. Okay, so out of almost a thousand HR responses, how many would you guess even claimed they had done anything remotely like that? Yep, you get maybe two or three. Now, as I look at these thousands of resumes, did anyone specifically identify that as a previous accomplishment? Just because you're a good HR person and you've got good generic skills and abilities, maybe you've done a little bit of recruiting, what I'm really most interested in is have you helped a company relocate a large facility in the manufacturing sector from one place to another? Have you done it? Have you succeeded at it? Don't make me guess. If it's not in your resume and it's not in your cover letter, I'm probably not going to make a phone call. So the, the value of cover letters 
is that you can address those specific elements in the job posting and differentiate yourself from all the other candidates who are just flinging resumes in the door. Brad? Yeah, I mean, I, I've written a number of times on this, Barry. I tested this uh, myself, um, I think it was maybe six months ago. I I, I blasted out an email to, to uh, my database. And it went to 100, and from there, I, got, I tell people, I got 188 responses in the email. I don't remember the specific numbers anymore, but I think it was something like six times I mentioned the word outsourcing, seven times I mentioned the word uh, uh, supply chain management, and I think six times I mentioned uh, uh, moving a manufacturing plant. And the whole posting was no more than six sentences. So and, and add the numbers up, six times, seven times. I mentioned those key words. I, of the, and I blasted it. I got 188 responses back. Uh, most of them all telling me how perfect they were for the job. Two. Count them. Two. Focus their cover letter on those things. And you could tell Taylor made their resume to make those points stand out. And one of the complaints we get all the time and, I, and it's, in fact, if you go to our blog, the comments on the blog, we haven't approved them yet, so they'll go through. But I'm reading the comments right now from our blog is how ticked off and these candidates get because as recruiters, we don't reply to them. Now, we're equally ticked off that you wasted my time telling me how perfect you were for this job and – Six times I say outsourcing. Seven times I say manufacturing. What do you think is important in, a, in, in what, six sentences? And you can't take the time to go into Word and on a cover letter highlight those? On your resume highlight those issues? I'm supposed to extrapolate from some experience you had five years ago that you did those things? Give me a break. It's not going to happen. You can tell my passion. Um, but I, this is what – not just recruiters, but this is, Barry, what we hear back from human resources, from CEOs. This is what we hear back when we send a resume to a client. The client calls us back and says, Brad, tell me again. Why do I want to see this person? Because I'm looking for outsourcing and moving a manufacturing plant, and I don't see that anywhere on their resume. And then you and I have to go through, well, we interviewed them. We've talked about that. We covered these issues. It's in our write-up that we sent to them. So the webinar that we're having on Friday is to address those issues because it's, it's all about your pet peeves and our pet peeves. And let's find solution between those two because we're here to help you, not hinder you. And I agree with you, Barry. Candidates don't take the time to customize They just have this generic one-size-fits-all and expect companies, CEOs, HR to pick up the phone and quiz them further on what's not on their resume or in their cover letter. It isn't going to happen. And you may get all ticked off at us now saying that, but rather than get ticked off, learn from it because you're not going to change the process. Become part of the process, and you'll do better. 
Barry, that's my two cents back to you. Uh, and so I'd like to see people be more involved in the process. And I think our webinar that we're going to do on Friday is going to help candidates solidifying that and making sure that that um, information is available. Uh, and and I, interesting, a, a guy just, I'm just on Twitter right now, and a guy named B. Tarver on Twitter who I uh, communicate with a lot has a wrote a comment back and he said uh, uh, make sure you include the subject line for the position you're applying for now that seems so basic that b tarver is is the uh, individual on uh, twitter that seems so logical why would that not happen and yet 90% Say resume attached or say something along position. Don't even let us know what position they're applying for. So I appreciate uh, B. Tarver letting us know how common sense that is, and yet people don't do that. Barry, any thoughts on that? Yeah, let's tackle a little bit of the reasons that folks, and, and again, these are the, you can read about this in, in our blog under Impact Hiring Solutions dot com slash career blog but but in the radio show let's just kind of tackle some of these brad all right so what are some of the arguments that that candidates put forth of why they're not going to do a specific custom oriented cover letter and or customize their resume for the um job posting let me throw out the first one what i hear from a lot of candidates is they say i send my resume in and I get a very low response rate from recruiters and employers. I've applied to hundreds of jobs, and I probably have a response rate that's maybe 1% or 2%. The question I've got is, even if I did a custom cover letter, or I, I specifically ordered my resume towards the job posting, the investment of time wouldn't justify an improved outcome, because I'm still going to have a response rate that's probably going to be 1% to 2%. What do you think of that comment, Brad? I think that's being lazy. I think they're just saying that because they're lazy. It's a cop out. Uh, yeah, it's a cop out. That's absolutely not. Well, first off, let's just look at it both ways. What's your response rate by not doing it? Zero to one percent. We there's a uh, post on our blog that somebody made a comment. You go and look at it. Everybody in the show and the individuals I sent out two hundred resumes in the last two weeks and gotten five responses. Now, actually, that's not a bad response. That's two and a half percent. That's not a bad uh, response rate. Most is probably less than one percent. So my comment is, if it's not working the way you're doing it because you're getting such a low percentage rate, I don't have to say that thing about insanity, about keep doing what you're doing if it's not working. Change it. And what have you got to lose by being not being lazy and changing it? That's a cop out and just an absolute uh, I'm lazy and I don't want to take the time to do it. Because it's not going to be any worse than if you do. I think the other big comment that I hear back all the time is, well, gee, I don't know what they're looking for. Uh, I don't know exactly what to put on my resume. And I would say 50% of the time, 60% of the time, that's just not true. Again, it's it's just a a cop-out. I wrote six times outsourcing 
You knew exactly what to put on your resume. Barry just listed exactly what had to get done. You know exactly what needs to stand out in the resume. I can look at most ads and they tell you what they're looking for. And yet people don't put them on. That's why human resources complain and you end up in a black hole. So I think that's just another cop out is you're too lazy to go back and customize your resume or your cover letter. Barry, what do you think is the percentage of people that actually read cover letters? Do you have a sense for that? Have you talked to your clients about that? Percentage that actually read the cover letter. I think that every hiring manager that I deal with will look at the cover letter. However, there's a big difference between looking at the cover letter and reading the cover letter. It's like your resume. The minute that thing looks like a standard form letter, as a hiring manager takes a couple of seconds and glances down through it, and there's nothing in there about the specific application, it doesn't have their name on it, it doesn't mention the company name, it's just a generic thing that you've attached you know, through CareerBuilder, Monster.com, whatever it might be, and it automatically goes with your resume. Some candidates even add this as the first page of their resume, their standard cover letter. They're not going to read it. I, I can guarantee it they're not even going to look at it. Because they know it's the same generic 40,000 foot in the air BS stuff that they've seen 3,000 other times. They don't care. They want to know what makes you different. Why should I tie what I wrote in that job posting to who you are as a candidate? Yeah, I I find the same thing. In fact, I've asked companies, and and here's my take is why you should always have a cover letter. Uh, I have asked many. CEOs, HR people, uh, key executives about that same question. Do you read the cover letter? Do you care about a cover letter? And I've done my own anecdotal surveys. Nothing scientific about them, of course. But I would say about a third to 40%, clearly on the low end, less than half, tell me, and I've been told this by numerous HR people, that if they don't have a cover letter, they won't even read the resume. They just feel it's a polite way of making an introduction. So my comment back is, why would you not put one there? Why would you? There's no harm if you're going to ignore it. And if you're going to put one there, why not? Because you don't want to hit that 30 40%. I'm me as a recruiter, and I, wrote a, I had a blog go up just this morning about uh, cover letters and the fact that last week I got 347 resumes. Literally, I counted them. Um, and... I don't care about a cover letter that much, but I will tell you that I know that when I – well, let me back up. I don't care about cover letter that much, but I will say that is the reason is because they're so generic and they all – one size fits all. You know, Change the name to protect the innocent and uh, they all read the same. But I will say from time to time when I see that one cover letter that stands out, that really makes me uh, separate themselves – I will scan through it. I will look at it. I will take a minute and, and scroll through it and, and look at the high points, see what stands out, as opposed to just blowing past it. So uh, you may not read the cover letter, but I do think it stands out. And I think that's an important aspect of why a cover letter should be there and be part of the resume because you don't know how that person is going to interpret it on the other end. And again, I'll tell you, on our website, if you go to our website, Impact Hiring solutions.com impact hiring solutions.com scroll to the bottom under the what's new section 
And you can download a free example of a cover letter that we believe not only does get uh, um, people's attention, Canada after Canada after Canada has told us as they've started using this cover letter that their response rate has dramatically, that's their words, not mine, has dram- I put the emphasis on it, has dramatically increased. And that's free on our ImpactHiringSolutions.com uh, website. Scroll to the bottom, what's new section, and you'll see it right there. I'll take it one level further uh, than what Brad said. What I've actually heard back is feedback is that employers and recruiters, moi included, consider it disrespectful if you don't include a cover letter. It just feels like you haven't even bothered to take the time to think about applying for this job. All you did was click send, and you're hoping that if you throw 200, 300, 500 resumes out there, maybe someone will take pity and invite you in for an interview. And, and to me, that's actually disrespectful. As someone who's trying to do a very diligent job in helping my client hire the very best person they can for a role. I want to know that a candidate, and, and I think this is shared by human resource professionals, other recruiters, hiring managers, they want to know that you've taken the time to thoughtfully consider applying for the job, you've read the job posting, and you've shared why you should be considered for the role. Yeah, I uh, I think that 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 is really a key point to to think about, uh, and and the role that that plays because uh, I've been told they just say it as impolite, and I think that that adds. Uh, why would you take that chance? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me uh, that you would ignore a cover letter, even if it's got it, especially if it's um, uh, an email. What do you think, Barry? Should you think you should use a cover letter with email, or do you think it should be on personal stationery or different if you send it by, by snail mail? Uh, to me, it doesn't matter. A person can send it by email. They can fax it. They can, as long as it's custom, it's focused. I mean, just silly things. I've had people write cover letters to me, and they've misspelled my name. I don't care how good you are. If you can't take the time to write, to, to cut and paste my name out of a job posting so that it's spelled correctly, and, and you laugh at this, but I'd say 10% of the time, the, the cover letters that I look at, we're not even talking about resumes yet, just the cover letters, have either misspelled my name, have misspelled my company name, or there's a typo in the very first sentence. Yeah, don't you know the ones that say, dear recruiter? That's personal. That makes me feel like you really targeted this to me. Like dear HR manager to whom it may right. concern, uh, which is brings up another point. I've been I've been twittering about this recently. That I believe you know the, these uh, services that charge you whatever they charge you to blast out three hundred emails to every recruiter on the planet is a waste of your time and absolutely positively a waste of money. I get them all the time. And they go into a bl- that's why they go into a black hole. So for all those that think your resume goes into a black hole, if you're using one of those services to blast your resume to the, the, the 300 recruiters in your area around the planet, you're wasting time and money. They're absolutely worthless. What do you think, Barry? So, so Brad, let me ask you this question. Why do candidates feel it's necessary to take and, – and I would say that the vast majority of candidates do this. There are exceptions to the rule. 
And some people do a really good job in their job search. But the vast majority of the candidates have the mentality of the shotgun scatter approach. If I throw two, three, four, five hundred resumes out there, I click send to everything that even has one keyword that matches what I'm looking for. If I use these blast services, these broadcast services, then just by sheer volume, even if I have a 0.01% success rate, I'll at least get a couple of interviews. Why do people do this? We know it doesn't work. It's been proven over multiple job markets. It doesn't, you know, down job markets, it doesn't work. Yet, why do the vast majority of candidates continue to use this particularly ineffective approach to try to get an interview? My opinion is old school. That's the way it was done 10 years ago, 20 years ago. When I first got in recruiting, I started recruiting in 1980. Uh, that's the way it was done. You put your resumes in and you kind of blast them out to companies. And that old school has still driving. And in fact, I, I, I think that's why most candidates do the things they do. They're doing the things the way they did it, uh, for lack of a better cliche, in the 20th century. We're not in the 20th century anymore. And how you manage a job search is so different. In fact, our webinar next month is going to be on how to leverage social media in your job search and use the tools of social media because they're far more productive than just mailing a bunch of resumes, which is, I know, the way it used to be done, but it's not that way anymore, and you need to think that through in your job search. Uh, it just doesn't work that way anymore, and, you, and it's, it's ineffective and a waste of time and a waste of money. And I, and I tell people – I ask candidates all the time this question, Barry. Why do you want to get in touch with me? Why do you want to speak to me? Because I honestly don't know. I mean, the only reason you want to speak to me is if I have a job search going for you. The fact is you don't give a rip about me or any recruiter if we don't have a job search for you. So you only want to talk to those recruiters that have a search for you. Sending your resume, I think you're going to end up in some database, is ludicrous. If you do the right thing by making yourself findable, so when I have a search for you, you are so findable, we'll find you, we'll look for you, and then respond with that right cover letter and resume. You'll cut your job search time in half. So, so let's take this one step further, and, and, and this is really more the subject of our next webinar, but here's a little tease. Okay, so I fill the vast majority of my searches at an executive level by networking. And, and in the old school manner, that used to mean picking up the phone, making cold calls, asking for referrals. Now I generate those referrals from my contacts on LinkedIn. But, but I'll give you an example. I go onto LinkedIn and I'm searching for a candidate who can fit my job search, the one I mentioned earlier. So I type in HR director. I type in the geographic, you know, zip code, find someone in this radius area, and then I might put a few keywords in that I'm looking for, like plant closure, training programs, performance management, whatever those keywords are. If you don't come up in my search, 
whether it's on Google, it's on LinkedIn, some other social networking site, some resume environment, I'm not going to find you. And the vast majority of the candidates have such a poor social media, social networking, LinkedIn presence in the middle of their job search that it's a miracle they recruiters ever stumble upon them. On our website, there's just a little sidebar note here. On our website, we have a little tool called, uh, it's a scorecard for assessing the effectiveness of your LinkedIn profile, which is essentially a, a virtual resume that you could take and expand on those one or two pages and really sell yourself, market yourself, brand yourself to potential employers and recruiters. There's a little tool we have called um, a scorecard for assessing your LinkedIn profile, eight key points. Thousands of people have downloaded this. I would tell you that of all the people who have filled it out and scored themselves, probably less than 10%, less than 10% meet an, a minimum expectation for an effective LinkedIn profile that can be found by recruiters, HR managers, and human resource professionals. We're going to cover that and talk more about it in depth the following month. But let's come yeah. back to the thing on resumes. Okay. I'm going to come back to a comment you made earlier which was you said people are generally lazy. And I think that's the second reason. The first reason is we're still stuck in this this paradigm of, gosh, I, I learned how to do a job search and send resumes out from the old guy in the office, and he must have learned it from the dead guy. Just generation after generation, we keep doing the same thing, which is amazing to me given the just sheer volume of books, blogs, content, audio programs, YouTube videos that are out there about how to conduct an effective job search and write effective cover letters and resumes. But here's the other reason why I think people don't do it, Brad. They're lazy. They don't want to do the hard work. And yes, it is hard work to search for job openings, to network for a job, to write custom cover letters and focus your resume on that job opening, you're probably talking 50 to 60 hours a week. It's almost to do a job search is like having a job. Yet many people maybe spend 10, 15, 20 hours a week on their job search. They don't want to do the hard work. They don't want to do the things other people are unwilling to do, and then they're frustrated that they've sent 500 resumes out and only gotten two interviews. Well, I remember, so, Barry, of those 500 resumes, too, they probably just blasted them out to – I mean, what kind of expectation? Blasting out 500 resumes is like uh, – what's that thing about, you know, that direct response that people get when you when you send out spam emails? What's the response is, what, 0.1% or something like that? Yep. Why should you have any different expectation when you blast out 500 resumes to a bunch of people? I'm going to liken, and, and as many of you know, and Brad's probably sick of hearing this, but but I coach high school girls basketball, and and I think there's a great metaphor to this. Is I am constantly telling the girls on our team that skill and knowledge is about ten percent of the equation, and success on the basketball court is ninety percent effort. The ones who are most successful just apply themselves harder than everyone else. They go after the loose balls. They fight for rebounds. They're not willing to get beat on someone with a dribble. They stay down in a defensive stance. They do the things their peers and people on other teams are unwilling to do. 
Conducting a job search is very much like that. The knowledge of what to do is about 10%. It's out there. Lots of people have written about it. Many of you know that Brad and I have an entire five-step systematic methodology. We call it the career success methodology. We've written a book on it. You can read about it on our website. We blog about it all the time. You don't have to be great at any of the steps. You just have to do each step diligently. And it's when you skip the steps, such as not writing a cover letter, not customizing your resume, that the whole job search process completely disintegrates. And it doesn't take months. It takes half a year. It takes a year and a half to find a job. And then it's more predicated on luck and hope than any consistent process. So if and I, th- I think the laziness is even worse today uh, as an excuse. And here's why. When I first started recruiting, there wasn't an internet. Uh, in fact, when I first started, we didn't have fax machines. Literally, we did not have fax machines. As a recruiting firm, we were the first one to get a fax machine in. But back then, when you had to rewrite your resume, you had to retype it. You had to retype the whole thing. You had to take it to somebody to redo. That's when the cover letter took on this persona of, well, I can't rewrite my resume, so I'll add it to a cover letter. And uh, it was understandable back then because it was a major effort to rewrite a cover letter. I mean, sorry, a resume, uh, just retyping everything. But you don't have to do that today. Come on, it only takes less than 15 minutes to go into Word and pull out one bullet point and put in another bullet point. So the laziness has got extreme laziness. Uh, Back before, people would even, some of the better people would actually retype a complete resume and then target that to you they'd make that extra effort to do that which is painful you make a typo error you had to restart you had a there was no quick way there were very few xerox machines that you could just xerox them to make it look good because that's when we had that old thermal paper so it was a major effort it is insignificant effort today to go into word retype it and hit a button to email it you don't have to print it out even today so it's laziness, Barry, in my opinion, at the extreme when people will not go in and customize that resume to it. And that was originally, if you go back, that was the original purpose of a cover letter. It wasn't to say, here I am. It was because it was too hard to rewrite a resume that you would re-highlight these on the cover letter. Again, as I mentioned, we're using old 1980s technology in the cover letter in, in, in today's world, and it doesn't work. What's the other reason? Go ahead. I think there's another reason that candidates don't do this. And it might be a cop-out. It might be an excuse. But here's what I, what, what I hear a lot of times is recruiters and employers are doing nothing more than box-checking resumes. Custom cover letter and resume will not help in this process. The employer asks for everything under the sun and is literally eliminating a candidate if they don't have even one little inconsequential element checked off on the list. So, so I'm going to throw out my response and then I'll turn it over to Brad. I think the primary reason why employers box check is because most candidates don't give them a reason to do anything else. If you're not going to write a custom cover letter, and you're not going to convince the hiring manager, human resource professional, recruiter, why they should be talking to you, 
then what am I left with but to box check you off a list? The whole goal, and, and I, first of all, I will tell you as a candidate, you will never win the box checking game, ever. There will always be something you don't have. So the only way to move the hiring manager, recruiter, employer off that page, that checklist, is to tell them why they should be talking to you. And you have to do that by specifically addressing what they're looking for. Either in your custom cover letter, either in customizing your resume. And if you don't do that, I can guarantee it you will succumb to box checking and rarely ever be considered for the job. Brad? Yeah, my thought on that, Barry, is um, that I I wrote a blog. In fact, I just mentioned earlier about – you know, how we read resumes in 10 seconds. And I, I think it's easy to do because you're right. There's such uh, – everyone looks the same. And uh, and I don't think we read resumes in 10 seconds. What we're looking for is some of these points to stand out. Now, that doesn't mean you have to highlight your resume and go through all – put the highlight on it. It just means that taking a little extra time, you know, if, if I'm scanning a resume, I'll find those points. My, just like anything, when, you're, when your eyes are trained to look for something, those words or whatever stand out. And I think – to make those words stand out, they would see a dramatic increase in response rate, uh, both from recruiters and from companies. And, and this is what companies tell us all the time when, when we you know, discuss with them these topics. Or this is what we hear when uh, you know, we're doing one of our workshops in front of 30, 40 managers, and we probably do 100 of those a year. So you're looking at 3,000 people a year we're, we're talking to in that. So, I mean, it's a pretty good sample size that we're using to give feedback to our candidates. We are this we, – we have this unique ability as recruiters and maybe unique as recruiters that we have this avenue through the Vistage community of key executives and CEOs that you and I talk to you know, and that's probably between the two of us, 3,000 a year, to be this conduit of information flow to candidates and to hiring managers. We talk to hiring managers, what candidates are saying, what we're hearing, to help them. And, and that's what this program is about, is to help candidates understand how they can really make an impact and get over some of these deep frustrations. And that's quite frankly, as we've said earlier, that's what this webinar is about on Friday, is to how can we help candidates increase these odds? Because we don't need to do it. We don't. I thought that you and I need more resumes, but I think you know that's what this webinar is about on Friday. Is that we've heard this frustration from the blogs and from our candidates, and we'll be this conduit to pass this out uh, because we're running out of time, Barry. You want to give that uh, URL one more time about if they want to join the webinar. Uh, how they can do it and where some of these downloads are to make sure that uh, if they decide to participate, it's available to them? Uh, sure. Okay. So if you'd like to go to the page that has the special offer, the bonus items, the 50% reduction in price for the webinar we're doing this Friday, and it's a, it's a very limited offer. We're only making it, as I said, to our job search community. If you're listening to this call, it's impacthiringsolutions.com forward slash index dot php forward slash resume dash and dash cover dash letter dash webinar. I know that's a mouthful, but if an easier way to do this would be just go to our blog 
impacthiringsolutions.com forward slash career blog, and you'll see the last three or four postings about resumes and cover letters, and in every one of those, somewhere in there, there'll be a link for the uh, the, the webinar uh, to get the coupon and um, get the reduction and learn how to do this on a more effective level. Yeah, it's just impacthiringsolutions.com forward slash career blog. And in both the last three blogs, if you scroll to the bottom of any of them, we've got the link right there if you want to participate in the webinar and uh, learn how to get your resume past all this nonsense. Uh, that's exactly right uh, and very true that uh, people can inc- dramatically increase that if they really make an effort on doing it. And I just don't think candidates do. So uh, th- anything you want to summarize, Bear? we got about a minute, yep. minute and a half left. You want to just summarize what we talked about today? Two key points. One, if you apply yourself a little harder in the job search process in terms of writing custom cover letters, orienting your resume to the needs of the job posting, not only will you improve your resume response rate from one, half a percent, two percent, but I believe you can boost it dramatically. And secondly, an added benefit to doing that is you will cut in half the time it takes to find a great opportunity. I agree. And with that, uh, hopefully see you in the, we- the webinar on Friday if it's been helpful to you. Again, at the, go to our website, impacthiringsolutions.com forward slash career blog. And just as you read through the blog at the bottom, you'll see a link that can take you to the uh, discount page for the webinar if you choose to join. If you don't, still take advantage of the many, many free uh, resources on our website. On the homepage at impacthiringsolutions.com, scroll to the bottom. All those free tools for the LinkedIn profile scorecard, uh, the free sample cover letter. Under the free section, you can go to our audio library and download all these past radio shows to help you. So even if you can't make it to the webinar or you don't want to come to the webinar, there is a wealth and just a uh, repository of free information that we make available to ensure that we're here to help you cut your time in half and reduce your time through search. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you on Friday. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and Barry Deutsch, only on LA Talk Radio.